Can ADHD affect sense of smell? Well, maybe, but not in the way we might presume. I first wondered about this, observing the olfactory habits of my husband, also known as Dr. Goat. Hello, I'm Gina Para, adult ADHD author and educator, and this is the podcast version of a post from my award-winning blog, ADHD Roller Coaster. Actually, it is the second blog on adult ADHD and the oldest continuing since 2008. You could say I was an early adopter. Anyway, one day, our mail carrier handed me a small box. As he walked away, I said to myself, wow, his cologne still lingers, must be strong stuff. Then I opened the box. It contained a small bottle of patchouli oil. Even though securely closed, the scent was overpowering. I bring the powerfully odiferous package to my husband. Do you like this scent, I ask, holding it under his nose. (laughs) Nothing, he responds. What? In this post, I explore potential explanations, conduct a few experiments, comb the published literature, apply powers of observation to find the likely answer, and yes, it sort of involves ADHD, which my husband does have, and how I came into this world. Sense of smell. Another ADHD thing? This wasn't the first time my husband seemed unable to share my appreciation of luscious scents. Consider my gardenia plant, covered with blossoms. I grew up in the South, with the scent of magnolia and gardenia blossoms hanging in the air during the hot summer nights. Though I didn't miss that mugginess, I did miss gardenias. So I chose a variety appropriate for Northern California, Vechi. After a few years of struggling, it finally came to life when I found a semi-sunny spot it really likes. Delighted that the buds hanging there since December had finally opened by spring, I brought one in for my husband. (laughs) Nothing. I must have blown out my olfactory receptors in the lab, he concludes. He meant time spent studying to become a biologist, dealing with various chemicals during bench experiments. But how can that be? He absolutely detects some fragrances, including some very delicate ones. Plus, he's super quick to pick up on annoying aromas, including scented laundry detergent and fabric softener, chemical deodorizers or cleaners, cologne, and the like. We share an aversion to those, actually, and you'll find none of them in our house. Congratulations! You are a psychopath? It's very strange, his erratic sense of smell. Perhaps it is contextual? Perhaps it's related to his energy level, how close his stimulant medication is to wearing off, or flat-out interest in detecting the odor. For years, I left it at that. I certainly did not share with him articles such as this one entitled, Do You Have a Poor Sense of Smell? Congrats, you are a psychopath. That article reports on a study from Macquarie University in Sydney, Australia, I hope I pronounced that right, in which scientists make their case linking psychopathic personality disorder to impaired olfactory processing. The paper is entitled Olfactory Abilities and Psychopathy, Higher Psychopathy Scores, 
are associated with poor odor discrimination and identification. Here's the abstract. Olfactory processing is known to involve the orbitofrontal cortex, or OFC. The OFC is also believed to function less effectively in individuals scoring higher in psychopathic personality traits. In this study, we examined whether poorer olfactory discrimination and degree of presence of psychopathic traits in a community sample. 79 (laughs) non-criminal participants completed the self-report psychopathy scam and a standardized measure of olfactory ability called uh, the sniffing sticks, measuring odor threshold identification and discrimination. Consistent with predictions, we found a relationship between psychopathy and olfactory discrimination and identification, but not odor threshold, even after controlling for gender, age, empathy, smoking status, and craniofacial surgery or injury. These findings suggest that brain areas serving, subserving higher olfactory processes, that is identification and discrimination of these scents, are somehow less efficient in individuals who score higher on psychopathic traits. In particular, we suggest that this relates to processing within the orbitofrontal cortex. Hmm. Enter the zinc test. Still, one question nagged. Could a zinc deficiency explain his erratic sense of smell? Limited study has associated, one, ADHD to zinc deficiency, and two, zinc deficiency to poor sense of smell. No, he seemed to lack other signs of zinc deficiency, and we eat a fairly zinc-rich diet with pumpkin and sunflower seeds, some red meat, etc. Still, I was intrigued by this do-it-yourself zinc test, so I purchased the liquid zinc assay. He agreed to an experiment. He is a scientist, after all. It's simple. You take in a teaspoon of the liquid. If you're zinc deficient, allegedly you'll taste very little, It might even taste like water. If you're not zinc deficient, it will taste really unpleasant. My husband grimaced immediately, which apparently means he's not zinc deficient. Yes, I did a blind control, a spoon of plain water. I found one published review paper on this zinc test, the accuracy of the zinc test method. There were some positive findings, but researchers cautioned that the test cannot be considered definitive. There's more information at a site called Diagnose-Me, Test Zinc Levels Overview. Finally, zinc deficiency surely cannot explain all of the hypogesia, that is, a reduced ability to smell. Now, please, I beg of you, don't supplement zinc without serious consideration. There can be too much of a good thing. To be clear, we don't know if ADHD neurobiology itself might limit zinc absorption and uptake. One study presents preliminary evidence that ADHD neurobiology itself can affect iron uptake. I wrote about this in a post called Can Stimulants Normalize Iron Uptake in Individuals with ADHD? Maybe. Then I noticed he's not focusing. 
a fresh gardenia bud blossomed. I plucked the velvety cream white flower and carried it inside. Check it out, I said, holding the gardenia near his nose. But this time, I more closely observed the manner in which he attempted to take in its scent. (laughs) That's when I realized he's not focusing on smelling. He's focusing on sniffing. I tried his method. (laughs) Also nothing. Try it yourself. If you just make sniffing actions in rapid succession, you really can't smell much. I shared this stroke of insight with him and said, Okay, now close your eyes, take a deep breath. My husband always erupts into oppressible, irrepressible laughter when I make that particular suggestion. It it reminds us of our ridiculously futile efforts pre-ADHD diagnosis at various workshops, yoga, etc., etc., to help him calm down. Someday, I will share with you the mindfulness meditation raisin incident of 1994. I changed tactics. Okay, just sit back, relax, and leisurely take in the scent. He did. Oh, that's lovely, he said. Eureka! Hmm, ADHD and sense of smell. It's complicated, like almost everything about ADHD. After almost 20 years of studying ADHD from many angles, I still learn something new every day. I never fail to hit upon some understanding that connects to a larger picture of comprehension. Who knew that ADHD might affect a sense of smell? Or a sense of balance? Or ability to hear accurately? For me... His newfound uh, micro-focus on smelling the gardenias gives entirely new meaning to the phrase, stop and smell the roses uh, or gardenias. Have you experienced this phenomenon? I'd love to hear about it. You can contact me at my blog, ADHDRollerCoaster.org. And that's Gina Para. Thanks for listening.